Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of the Amazing Race. We are chugging along through the season. We are on episode nine. We are one step just before the finale. You thought it was this episode, but no, they surprised us with another non-elimination. But anyway, it's still an exciting episode. I think there was a lot of fun to be had, interesting bits to talk about. But we'll get into that. My name is Rossi, and I'm here with the staple listener, staple researcher. Uh, if you need someone to tell you about the 15 whatever did Paris, choose your girl. It's Kristen. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I did do some research from last week. Uh, Jared was right. It is Justin and Diana that hold that record. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Any other comments on our podcast or the episode? No. <laughs> okay. Um, and he's here. He's not Phil for some reason, unlike last week. But Jared's here. Hello. Hello. It's it's, it's good to be back, and I'm glad that I've been uh, fact checked and all and all is fine. <laughs> yeah, you haven't been proven wrong, so kept me up all week. <laughs> <laughs> the two facts you provided have been solid so far: the 19 months pit stop and and this. So you're good. But we have an episode, episode nine. I thought it was an enjoyable episode. I still think last one was a little bit more enjoyable, but this I thought was a good episode. Kristen, please tell me I'm not alone. No, I like this one too. I thought that last week was a little bit better because I felt like it was so packed with things they had to do. And this one got really focused heavily on that first task, but I did still enjoy it as a whole. Jared, are you on the board with us? Yeah, I think it was another good episode, but, uh, yeah, just echoing similar sentiments. Not as good as last week. Um, yeah, just not as much happened. Like Kristen said, it was just so focused on, on the, uh, the rock turning task that, um, I suppose we didn't really see that much, uh, rest of the episode. And apart from some potential, like, self-navigation fails, it seemed kind of fairly clear, clear cut throughout, um, the order the teams are going to finish. Yeah, sometimes it's unfortunate when a challenge either takes not as long as they predicted or longer than they predicted. You know, it's it's a hard line to to navigate for the rest of the episode, especially in those hard to you know attention not attention detail, but that like search task or that that those tasks that take long. I was wondering if we we're getting another hay bale situation here where the one team was just going to be stuck there for hours, but they weren't. But oh, they were there for hours, but not as long as <laughs> that other challenge. But yeah. I thought there was a lot of fun to be had. I thought some of the side characters, again, Jared, were really great this episode between Socrates, the pit stop reader, whatever his name was, and the people playing the instrument. I just thought there was a lot of fun characters. Did you enjoy the characters, Jared? 
I did. It's another stellar episode of secondary characters. Uh, I mean, my personal favorite is Pit's upgrader living in his little, in his <laughs> shell like a hermit crab. Um, but just all of them were great. Socrates, like you mentioned, was great too. Oracle lady who all she could say was leave no stone unturned a million and one times. Like, which she probably only said, I feel like she said it like when the teens arrived, but they just kept replaying it, replaying it, which was great. The editing was really like on point in this episode throughout. And so many of the, People were like trying to play off of them. So many people were like talking to the Oracle and everything, like, give me the energy or like, you know where the answer is. And she's just standing, sitting there, just like staring at them. You know where the answer is? Leave no stone unturned. <laughs> and she's just like staring at them. The one thing I thought was like, she's just stuck sitting there for like three hours in that chair while everyone's doing the task, like probably more than three hours, but I felt bad for her. Kristen, did you like the side people this episode and last episode, I guess, too? I did. I don't usually pay as much attention to them as you guys do, but I do actually remember everybody you're talking about, which is a good sign. Man, high praise from you. (laughs) The side people get your notice. (laughs) Yeah, great episode. I mean, pretty predictable after a certain point, but... Still, like, I think there was fun to be had. Teams were on per- fire. They were exciting. They were personable and they were funny. So I think it was a good episode, despite the fact not elimination before the finale and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for the actual episode, the teams traveling to Thessaloniki, a city, a big major ancient city in Greece. And it like starts with self-navigation and teams are a little bit struggling with that, uh, especially like I noted at Penn. And Kim were having a little bit of trouble because they were like, you know, I'm just going to try my best. And like, this is the moment Kim says that, like, I'm just trying my best. And then there's like complete silence. And then Penn's like, yes, you are. And it's just like oh, a little awkward there. But uh, most of the teams were pretty okay. We got another bit where Raquel and Kayla were like, we're not trying to recreate, re- uh, recreate that issue back in Switzerland where they just ended up getting lost. But some of the teams got lost. They tried to sell that they were like Raquel and Kayla were like so out of it. They were going to have to turn around. They just like, let's get off here. And they asked the one person, it's like, it's right there. And I was like, well, there goes the, the like excitement that they're lost or whatever. Like, I'm sure Kristen, you probably know that they went to add or something like that at this moment. Yeah. There's like the, somebody who was on, um, one of the RHAP Amazing Race podcasts where it was like, they, they had watched a lot of these back to back to back and, they kind of picked up on that every single time they show somebody struggling and then immediately cut to commercial break. That means the second they come back from commercial break, the problem will be resolved and everything will be fine. So I kind of, yeah, that was kind of uh, obvious to me in this one too. I knew that they were going to find their way immediately after we got back from ad break. I was literally typing my note. Like I said, Raquel and Kayla are totally lost. And as I'm typing it, they're like, oh, it's right there. And I was like, dot, 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 not really. Like, in the midst of, like, writing that they're lost, yeah. they, un like, they find their way, like, and the, you know, the race, they're trying to sell all oh, the drama that, like, they're going to be lost, and they have to go back, and they're not going the right way, and it's just like, nope, that ends. I mean, anybody navigating a new city is going to have, like, a little bit of trouble navigating, and I feel like they're just milking that for drama, but that's fine. They probably, you know, need some time to fill. I mean, it's not a complaint. I'd rather them do that than be like, Everyone gets it straight away. There's, like, no drama to any, like, all the teams just move on. So, yeah. But anyway, the teams have to navigate to this outdoor theater. 
where they have to get to the roadblock where it's no stone unturned, as we'll hear several times in the next, like, half hour. Um, and so essentially it's a search task that under all these stones, there are four stones with a gold coin, and you cannot leave until you find the coin and present it to the oracle who's sitting on her throne. And this is the entire episode. Pretty much this challenge is the be-all, end-all. If you get through this challenge, you'll be okay. And all the team struggled. Unfortunately, Dusty, who has negative patience, struggled the most because he couldn't find it. But I thought this challenge was so fun. The whole concept of everyone struggling, they're on their hands and knees reaching for the stones, and there's this soft, like, ambient music in the background. The oracle just, like, leave no stone unturned over. It was just, like, the whole atmosphere of this was so great. And all the teams were, like, being super personal. Kim, when she's like, you know, when you... They, like, edit the episode. They, like, show you where the thing is, and they play the music, and, like, everything about this moment, all the teams trying to react to the oracle and the music. It it was just such a a good challenge, and thankfully so, because this was the entire episode. Kristen, what did you think of the challenge? I'm a little bit torn on challenges like this because I really like them from, like, a viewing perspective. Like, I thought that this was, like, like, fun and put together well and edited well, but I... Like, there's a part of me that feels like it should, like, the game shouldn't be decided by luck. Like, I feel like there's a lot of luck involved in something like this. Like, you know, I, like, did they actually touch every rock? I don't know. Probably not. And there is some kind of strategy, but, like, it bothers me a little bit that something can be decided by this much luck. But since there wasn't anybody eliminated, like, if this was in, like, the final leg, I would hate it, I think. But because it wasn't and no one was even eliminated, like, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing, like, especially, like, in this episode, you're like, this was a great challenge, and then you're like, oh, wait, there's the rest of the race, like, this mm-hmm. wasn't, the, like, it's almost like, yeah, they, this was so good, but then, like, you zoom out, and you're like, oh, wait, there's more of the episode, and you're like, well, this kind of decided the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get what you're saying. It's frustrating, but, like, I just, I like, at least it was an non-elimination, so, like, no one was, like, fairly eliminated. We didn't have, we've had that before, where just, like, teams struggle at this searching task, and then they're just gone. Mm-hmm. So, at least, you know, Ryan and Dusty got a chance at redemption for this. Uh, Gary, what did you think of this challenge? Was it good? Yeah, I did think it was good. I'm glad that it was, like, with how difficult it was. I feel like you, I kind of miss these moments where it's really difficult and you have a team really struggle and, like, you know that uh, at some point this challenge is probably going to come back in a future season as, like, the, like, throwback challenge or whatever they're called. Um, so I thought it was really good. I do think in terms of like leg planning, it's important with these challenges to have some element future in the leg where teams can catch up. And I felt like that was kind of missing this episode with the next challenge being seemingly fairly straightforward. Either of the two, even though we only saw the one side of the detour. Um, but I thought it was good. I think it like it looked visually good as well. Um, the Oracle Lady was amazing. The people playing the music was amazing. Um, I did think it was weird that the teams were, like, flipping the stones and then flipping them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did notice that, like, at the end, Dusty wasn't, like, flipping them back <laughs> over. So I, because initially I was like, is this, like, maybe, like, a rule that they have to, like, you look on the bottom and you flip it back? But then it seemed in the end that Dusty was just, like, flipping them and leaving them. So I don't know why the teams weren't doing it from the start. I get that you don't want others where you've searched before but when it was like this difficult I'm like just honestly like flip it and leave it flipped so you're not flipping over the same stone multiple times 
And I did also think it was weird that all of like the coins were like concentrated on like the one side of the arena, which was like mm-hmm. odd to me. Um, and then the, like the coin that Dusty found like right at the end was so like out of the way. Like the fact it was kind of hidden behind like the musicians while they were there. I noticed they left by the end, but while they were there, it was kind of hidden behind them as well was another like really like odd choice. Like this kind of challenge, I wonder how much like would it have been better if it was earlier in the season? Like, what if there were nine teams there and there were nine coins? Would it have like would it have worked as well in terms of like, you know, how many teams were left and all that kind of stuff? Like, I just wonder because when there's only four coins out of like so many, like it's so hard. Like, I just wonder if it would have been better later earlier on or something like that. And like maybe you would have had a better chance to stay because there's so many teams. Like other teams can mess up, but like when you're at like supposedly the best of the best teams at the end, like it's hard to like catch up as well. But I mean, I thought that all the sort of elements of the challenge and everyone working was everyone being personal and funny was great. Like there was some quotes like uh, uh, Kayla said, Raquel, I'll give you a back massage. And then Ryan said, Dusty, I won't. (laughs) And just like the whole thing of like Kim, like having the concept of like, Oh, the amazing race will like show it on camera where the mistake goes. I probably already picked it up. And then we saw that where so many people touched the stone, but they didn't pick it up. Like there were just so many fun moments that the, the editing put into this, that it was great. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, the, the challenge went on too long. The music people just up and left. Because <laughs> I was like, at some point, I was like, you didn't see them, but you, you could hear that it got quiet. And then we sort of saw, I'll just lump it in here since this whole challenge, but we saw the, like, breakdown of, of Dusty. Like, he was, like, getting his, he was, like, talking about his anger issues, and he had anger management problems. I mean, maybe he didn't say management problems, but he said he had anger issues before. So it was, like, kind of resurfacing. And, you know, Ryan, the most patient man in the world, who, <laughs> who knows all about patience from his time in prison, although they didn't mention it this yeah. episode. But he's patient. He said, calm down. Just fo- just relax. Come up here. Look at the view. Enjoy the moment. And he was able to calm him down. And I thought that was really a nice thing to have. Obviously, that's like the storyline for this episode because they're the team that's like, quote unquote, almost eliminated. So I thought it was a nice moment to have for a team yeah. that we probably wouldn't normally get a moment like that from. Yeah, I really liked that moment, too. Like, I I think we've mentioned this before, that, like, if Dusty was on this season with somebody more like him, I don't think they'd have been able to get this far. Like, they're so, like, he's so strong and he's good at all those physical challenges, but, like, he just doesn't have the patience to do anything like this. Like, when I saw that he was the one that they chose to do this, I was like, yeah, they're screwed. Like, I immediately knew it. Um, I I thought from, like, the first five minutes, I was like, yeah, they're going to be not eliminated tonight. Like, I was sure of it. Um like, he's really lucky that he has Ryan and that he has, like, this good human who was willing to, like, walk him up the, up the steps to just, like, look at the scenery. I thought it was a really cute scene. And you said that it's, like, that's not something we usually get from, like, these, like, strong male-male teams. And I did really like that, too. Yeah, and we got more of, like, uh, Dusty and his relationship with his son. He's like, I don't want his him to see his dad, like, lose it and just, like, break it apart over just one simple challenge on the amazing race. And, and like, that was just really nice. And then we saw him get really emotional about that at the end of the, when he thought he was eliminated. Uh, we also got the moment where Dusty was like, I'd rather be making cheese at this point. <laughs> so it's like, that's when, you know, it's bad if he's like, <laughs> I'd rather go back to that. But eventually the teams all find their coins. Some, some find it sooner than others. Uh, but then they, they have to go 
and navigate to the the detour essentially, which is this restaurant where you have to either carry plates up the hill, which I was like, why would anyone choose that after doing that step challenge earlier in the season, to breaking the plates, which end up being everyone chose that task. But like Jared said earlier, like this is like the part where like maybe teams could catch up, but like it was relatively easy. Actually, no, sorry, I messed up. We have to go to Socrates, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do we have to go to Socrates? Is the question. <laughs> yeah, well, that is a good question. Like, is this going to come up at some point? Like, I'm so confused. Like, I I was sure that that there was going to be like something involving this in the final task, but who knows? Uh, well, you know, you have to get great words of advice from Socrates. <laughs> Before you can on. I, I loved when Kim, as she was leaving, was like, thank you. I agree. I'm such a fan of your work. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the real Socrates. Right there. Mm-hmm. No one said that about the, the pit stop guy. Yeah. yeah, I loved, too, that they were, I think it was Ryan and Dusty as well, who were like, yeah, like, um, wise words or, or something or rather. And I'm like, I'm, I love that, like, quote, unquote, Socrates is being validated by these 21st century people. I'm like, it's a good idea. Wow, did you just come up with that? <laughs> and there were all the whole editing of like Socrates is like hunching over and like staring at them, like wide eyed, <laughs> and they're all like zooming in. I think like Kim was probably got out a pen, like I think she was ready to take notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is what you think, like why would you do this otherwise? But like I don't know, I thought it was so funny in the middle of this episode that like all of a sudden Socrates is imparting knowledge on the teams that Amounts to nothing, but I just thought it was such a fun random thing to have. It was like, um, what was it, Napoleon? Like mm-hmm. a few. Maybe this will be like a final challenge thing. What like famous people did you see or something? I don't know. Like, but I don't know. It was just random, but it was fun. We ended up seeing like the not full breakdown, but like Arun and Natalia at this point were so lost. They were like getting at each other. Arun's like, "Tell me which direction," and she's saying left, but she's he's like, "Wait, straight? No, left." It was just totally lost. They ran around the castle like twice, and then like they found the path. And Arun's like, "You're going the wrong way. What are you doing?" It's just like they just lost it this episode. They are so lucky that Ryan and Dusty could not find the coin. That like they were given such a chance to like like a safety net to keep going because they would have easily been the last place. Just like if it was normal. I truly wonder what they would be like on a season where there wasn't so much self-driving, like when they were taking normal, like public transport and stuff. Like, because I feel like they're fairly decent at all of the challenges. Like, I don't think that they've struggled significantly in anything. Um, And I just I'm curious if they would seem like more competent if they didn't have to self-drive, because I feel like that's their entire downfall right now. That's all they've gone home for. Like. That yeah. and maybe they, they did really pre- bad strategy with that fish challenge, but like mm. otherwise they've been pretty okay. It's just crazy that they cannot drive anywhere. Like fair enough. Like if signs aren't in English or they don't know, like I get that it's not easy, but it's just crazy to me that like everywhere they drive they can't. Anyway, they're they're lucky that they could, that Ryan and Dusty couldn't find the coin because they would have definitely been last. Like I said, even when they were, like, even though I had a pretty good feeling at the end, I was like, Arun Natalia can get so lost. Like, it could really be anyone's game at this point. But after Socrates, which I can't believe I completely forgot, how could I? Uh, they have to go to the Detour, which is a restaurant, which is, like, they have to walk there, apparently, because it seemed like they had to leave their car at this point. 
which I guess was a grace saving grace for an adult. They didn't have to drive anymore. But they go to the restaurant and they have to do the detour, which is either carry the plates up the hill or break them based on like the music. You can't, you got to break them in the, in the song playing. Um, and everyone ended up choosing break them. They were so fed up from the rocks challenge that they had to, a chance to break the, the plates and get the clue. So everyone went for that. Um, it was a funny like TV thing of like them like smashing the plates and like, like, certain teams reacting to how to do it and everything but like from a like challenge amazing race it was kind of eh, meh like it was more of a tv fun than like an actual amazing race thing because i thought there was like funny moments but like as a challenge it was like literally nothing it was probably the easiest challenge like all season and which is unfortunate because that's like the last challenge before the pit stop and everything so it's kind of hard to like build in some like drama like from this hard coin challenge to this but still, like, a fun challenge to watch. Kristen, would you think? Yeah, it was fine. I thought it was, like, perfectly placed. They had this, like, really cathartic, like, plate-breaking task right after they got so stressed out with that other thing. Like, it was it was really perfect for everybody, and I think that it made everybody feel better. But I thought it was funny that, like, there were, I think, multiple teams fighting over exactly where they had to throw the plates and they were just like making this so much more complicated than it had to be like was it Arun and Natalia who were fighting I don't know somebody was fighting over like no you have to throw it this way no you have to break it this way and I'm like this is not complicated like we had just seen all the other teams do it and like it was not that difficult and like they were making it really difficult on themselves I think it was Arun and Natalia just yelling at each other about breaking the plates incorrectly and I'm like okay it was unnecessary drama for like <laughs> yeah. no reason. Like this is the easiest challenge like that they've had all season. This should be like so like easy, like turn your brain off challenge. Mm-hmm. Like you literally just pick up and throw. Like there should be no overthinking. Like it's so simple. Like worst case scenario, you break all the plates and you're like, wait, where's the clue? Like that's probably the worst like thing you could do. But like, teams were like like Arun and Natalia they were arguing over how to break them like there was a moment when like Kim was like shouting after she broke the plate and then Penn's like can you do that after everyone and she said no (laughs) it's just like okay uh but there was just like random unnecessary drama but hey it made for it was fun for tv like you have all these teams like throwing the plates on the ground and then the music in the background it was great Darren do you like it yeah this was I think like, it was good TV to watch, but in terms of the challenge itself, like we've mentioned, it was just so simple and basic. And whereas I feel the the Turning Rock challenge um, probably exceeded producers' expectations, this one just, like, like people bickered, but nobody struggled with it. Um, I feel like the whole, like, you can only smash plates while the music's playing didn't really, like, contribute anything. And then I feel like they tried to make it difficult by having the clue so small but like everybody saw it nobody missed it um so it was okay i just don't know how it, like in any planet that the carrying plates detail like as a team could ever have done that the same speed that they did this it always just seemed like this was way easier than the other option or why any team would voluntarily choose this like mm. like it i think it was the same amount of plates for both challenges i, I mean i'm not sure but, like, it seemed like, why would you carry the same amount of plates when you could break, like, the same amount of plates? It'll be fast. It it just seemed crazy. Like, 
And it's always like seems so like obvious, like when all the teams just pick the same one, like, and no one was like, oh, maybe we should switch. I know everyone's like, we're breaking plates. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Even the teams that argued were like committed to breaking the plates. So I'm it's, surprised that only like one person got injured though, because this challenge, I like the fact that there was like no eye protection. They were smashing the plates like, <laughs> right next to the musicians. I think like when Ryan and Dusty get there, Dusty's like, if you smash them on their side, they break up and go further. It's more fun. Like smash them this way. The most like destruction possible. Like I was just, I was like, oh, like somebody is going to like get like medically evacuated from the race at this plate smashing challenge but it didn't happen which was good yeah late stage uh, medical evacuation the amazing race not too great but they seem like not real plates like they looked like they were like i don't know they like looked like not real plates if that makes sense like they seem like they were specially made for the race or something like are they that fake glass that like like movie actors use like that doesn't hurt you do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know yeah, you're talking like, pro- like props. Yeah. Yeah, like prop, prop, like <laughs> fake gag. Play. I don't know. It looked like it looked like it was made like not like a real plate. Like they weren't smashing this entire restaurant's inventory on plates. But well, I suppose if the clue was like, like I don't know if the clue is just like taped to the bottom of a plate or like actually physically inside it. Um, so I suppose if the clue is physically inside the plate, they had to be like custom made. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, the first task should have been they have to custom make the plates that they'll have to break later on. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good way. And then they have to carry 300 plates throughout the episode. Um, I did love that the flight attendants, when they arrived, like, were ordering, like, a drink from the bar as well. <laughs> like, Raquel, like, can I get a lemon chiller? <laughs> and, like, the guy working there was definitely going to, like, get it for her until, like, the producers were probably like, no. <laughs> well, I thought it was, like, a part of it. I didn't think anything of it because I was like, oh, this is like a part of the challenge. Because earlier in the season, when they did the darts, they had to order a beer, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, we got so many fun moments with the people in the beer. But, like, I was like, oh, this is a part of it. But I guess not. I guess she was just like, oh, I, I could use a drink. <laughs> Long day, you know. But, I, yeah, that, that was random. That came out of nowhere. But anyway, most of the team's pretty much get through this super quick like it's halfway through the plates i think that they get it that they find the clue and they have to go to the white tower where uh the pit stop reader diogenes who's living in his like hermit shell nest that he's got there um teams have to make their way on foot we don't see much struggle the first two teams already long since been checked in and they try to sell there's like a foot race between ryan and dusty and rune natalia but given that ryan and dusty were like at least an hour behind the other teams, like it would have really been like such costly mistakes if Arun and Natalia were that far behind schedule that, that it was still a competitive foot race until the end. But unfortunately, Ryan and Dusty end up checking in last, which wasn't too big of a shock considering how much the how far the episode went with their them being behind. And uh, we're f- discovering that it's a non-elimination leg, which is seemingly the last one because they're heading toward the finale. So it's the last non-elimination of the episode, the last night of the season. And I believe we predicted that it, it was going to alternate, or we at least mentioned that it would probably alternate on and off, which it did. Uh, so unfortunate that we have a non-elimination like right before the finale, like this uh, 
but it seems like next one will be an elimination and then we have the finale. So it seems like we'll have a final three, not like this crazy twist of final four or something like that. But who knows? They could surprise us. Uh, Kristen, were you surprised in that elimination or were you feeling it the whole episode? No, I thought it was pretty obvious. And the uh, it looks like the finale is next week and it's just a two hour episode. Oh, so it? It, it kind of, yeah, that's oh. what it looks like. It's, it kind of just made it made sense for it to be non-elimination. Like I, I had no concern that they were going anywhere. Jared, were you thinking that? Yeah, I felt the same. I think, like you said, we discussed that, like, probably given the number of teams and the number of episodes you thought there was going to be, that it was probably just going to, like, flip back and forth. Um, the real surprise is just that, like, Arun and Natalia weren't saved again. Um, so it was nice. It was a little bit of variety. Um, but, you know, it was worth it because we got an amazing pit stop greeter <laughs> offering out some more, like, sage advice to go with Socrates that who knows if we'll come back up again. And just living in a shell, which I like, I don't really know much about Diogenes and if that's just what he did, but, um, I mean, that's the new like housing market of like when you, when you can't afford a proper home, just, uh, just buy a shell and live in it like a hermit crab. Yeah. He parts some knowledge on the teams and mm-hmm. yeah, he was such a fun, fun character. Like, especially so unexpected too. Like they bring up Socrates and we're like, Oh, okay. Like, and then he just comes up, he's like, oh, okay. Wait, and then it just gets a little weirder. He's got his whole, like, shell and this, like, setup. <laughs> no, I just, there was just one moment, too, that I loved that was, like, it was, like, a drone shot of, like, one of the teams running in. And then, obviously, Phil, like, is calling out to, like, Dodge, and he's like, hey, like, get out of your shell. And you just see him kind of, like, crawl out and then get up <laughs> and walk over to where Phil is as this team comes running in. It's a great surprise to have in the episode, so I, I liked it. Yes, it's ridiculous and makes no sense, but neither did half the the, the things this episode. <laughs> but uh, unfortunate that it was not elimination, just because we're like right at the end, we want to keep going. But like, um, and like unfortunate that it was like on and off that we based on like the restarting of the race, like it just kind of threw things off for the non elimination legs that 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 had to go this way. But I think we'll have like a really strong like finale i think that all the teams are like fired up you know we've got all these teams like ready to go ryan and dusty have the renewed energy and and everything and i think it'll be a fun um get go um did did you guys clock when arun and natalia checked in that um phil was like yeah so you guys had like a little bit of a hard time today and Arun was like yeah i mean everything was going fine until we got to the rocks and i was like that was the first challenge like what are you talking about (laughs) And then he also like, like looked to Diogenes and was like, "Tell them what they are," or something like that. He like, <laughs> it was like a play by play. It's like, you you talk and I'll talk. Like it was just a weird moment. I forgot what he even said. Jared, did you catch that? I didn't, but I just love the moment when like Phil is like congratulating them on finishing third. He's like, "That equals your your best finish of the race." I'm like. Yeah, second law. <laughs> so like a third sounds great, but when you know there's four teams, I'm like one team, and like they're getting this like big congrats of like, oh look at these threats to win the whole thing. They finished third. They finished third on the second leg, and now here in leg nine, they've repeated it with four teams left. To be uh, fair, you have to give them some amount of credit though, because only two teams came back after the blip, and the first one went home first, and they're in the finale. So like they get at least some credit here. Yeah, but on the flip side, they finished last twice <laughs> since they returned and just got lucky with non-elimination legs. So, 
Yeah, but every other either every other leg was not, was an elimination leg, and they somehow avoided all of those. So there's there's something they did something right, <laughs> or maybe everyone else did something wrong. But still, I mean, maybe they just knew the pattern and like purposely <laughs> finished last on those legs, and they're like, hey, like we don't have any speed bumps anymore. It's just like a 15 minute like behind the team, next team in front of us. Like, let's just finish last on this leg. Don't put in the effort. <laughs> don't, don't waste your energy on this leg. It's obviously going to be non-elimination. Yeah. So going into the finale, what, Kristen, what are your sort of predictions for the end? Like, I know that we have preseason, but like quick, like winner pick, who do you think is going to take it all? So my, I don't know if this is a hot take, but my prediction is it's going to be the exact same order that they finished in this week. I have had this feeling that Ryan and Dusty aren't actually going to make it to the finale and they're going to finish in that like weird slot that like the strong male male team often finishes in in fourth. Um, and then I've also had this weird feeling that, um, with the, I mean, there is no win- like real winners at it in Amazing Race, but like the edit has made me feel so strongly that Raquel and Kayla are going to win this season. Uh, and then I think him and Penn will be second. So that's where I'm at. Jared, what about you? I feel like Ryan and Dusty are going to make it to the final, but I don't think they're going to win the whole thing. I think that Arun and Natalia are out next week. Um, well, and I, it's I, one full episode, right, Kristen? Or? Yeah, it, it's, I think it's two legs. Like it's, I think it's like oh. two episodes just put together in like a, like one a two viewer. hour episode. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think Arun and Natalia like fourth and and whatever the format is this season I don't know, um, and then Kim and Penn I feel like are gonna like win the whole thing. I just feel like if it comes to like a memory task or something at the end, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, which is not like a given. Sometimes they don't do those anymore. Um, but if there's something like that in there, I just feel like they're gonna excel at that. And and like no matter where they are coming into that point, probably like get ahead of the teams right before the finish. All right, since Kristen gave me a four, give me a give me two and three. I think Raquel and Kayla second, and then Ryan and like Dusty third. Okay, and then I'll do mine. Um, uh, I see what you're saying, Kristen, about the flight attendants, but I don't know. I've been feeling Kim and Penn. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm going on full edit where Jared's going off of like actual like experience and like talent that they have. So you know, you do you. I think I'm going to be different because I'm going to say Ryan and Dusty like just lose. And I think the flight attendants are going to get third. And then I think, we're, I, I, I mean, I feel like we're going to die. It is not, not going to last. So, and then that's exciting because we all have four different markers for it of where, where everyone finishes. So mm-hmm. I think that's exciting, but I think that it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good two legs. I think these last two episodes have been on an incline. So hopefully mm-hmm. that we end really strong because these last two episodes have been pretty great. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for a two hour finale. Hopefully we'll all be on time for this next recording and we can get all this done quickly. God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Kristen, you, you put us so behind schedule today. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, that was this one. It was really quick, but no one went home, so we don't have to talk about our preseason predictions or anything like that. So, but I'm excited for next episode. Um, Kristen, I hope you're excited for next episode. You'll be here, right? Yes, I will be here. Um, just one last thing. I feel like this is not common for me. I don't like hate any of these teams. Like, if, mm-hmm. and like, regardless of who wins, 
like even at like I like Arun Natalia I don't like as much but it's just because of how they've done it's not like I don't like them like personally or like their personalities or anything it's just like they almost like quote unquote don't deserve it but like if they won it would be like holy shit how did they do that and then the other three teams have all been like really high but like I I like all four teams like that is not a thing I ever do or have ever done so I think that's pretty cool yeah, I think our top was it top six teams have been, all been pretty good. Yeah, like, like so I I don't think that there's been like much much of a duds except for our uh, uh, first eliminees returning Michael Mo. Mm-hmm. Everyone else yeah. is great. So yeah, really good casting this season. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like like you said, I think I think we've all been feeling the same way. Like I don't think any of us are like oh I don't want you know mm-hmm. them to win or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's it's going to be an exciting finish and I think we'll be happy for whoever wins. Yeah. Maybe like slight asterisks for Ryan just cause he already is like loaded <laughs> with money. Um, hey, that doesn't mean you can't win the race. <laughs> no, I, you know, like what Natalie White said, the title's priceless, mm-hmm. you know, the money is insignificant. So like, <laughs> like he probably just wants the title at this point and probably racing for Dusty to win the money. Now I'm just imagining a runner-up trying to buy the title of winner of the Amazing Race, like, <laughs> like it's really worth that much. Hey, you can keep the money. It. I just want, I just want the title. <laughs> but anyway, Kristen, thank you so much. Thanks for, for having. Thanks for having me. Of course. And thanks for listening last week. <laughs> Always. We can rely on you. Hell yeah. Uh, and Jared, thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing the top-tier facts and, and being accurate in all your information. No problem. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the finale next week. You'll be here? Oh, you know it. All right. 100%. After I've had a toasted sandwich for lunch. (laughs) Bring your sandwich. Uh, Colin probably won't be here, but we can try. But we'll all be here. We'll definitely be excited to talk about the finale of the moving race. And yeah, stay tuned to all things about network and download and listen and give us good ratings. We like ratings. We're going to win awards for this podcast, so why don't we get five-star ratings at the same time? Uh, But yeah, that's it. Anyway, thanks for listening, and see ya. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.